0: Hi, Growth Mindset people, welcome back. I'm Chris Nagrichano, your host, and on this week's episode, I'm excited to introduce you to a fantastic guest. His name is Sean Patel and is the winner of Shark Tank in the United States. He's been invested in the show by the millionaire Mark Cuban, and since his apparition on The American Show, Patel has grown his business considerably, co-authored several books, and his business has skyrocketed revenue. The Tell Stories is 100% growth mindset story because while growing in the budget model that his parents owned and attending a public high school with the highest dropout rate in the United States, he knew he had to work hard in order to excel at this college entrance test if he wanted to enter a good college. Hundreds of study hours We're going to lay the foundation of the business idea that won an investment deal in Shark Tank. Stay tuned, listen to his story, and get the best tips on how to achieve success too. Growth Mindset On, the podcast that helps you to achieve success. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, uh, Shan. Uh, Welcome to Growth Mindset On as i normally do i ask guests to introduce themselves
1: yeah absolutely so my name is sean patel i am the founder of a couple of companies Uh, one company is called prep expert we do sat and act prep classes for high school students looking to go to universities in the united states of america another company is clear hat digital marketing we offer marketing courses, as well as a marketing agency for entrepreneurs and businesses. I also won a deal on Shark Tank. It's an American business television show where entrepreneurs pitch their businesses to investors and made a deal with billionaire Mark Cuban. In addition, I've authored several books. One book is called Self-Made Success, and that's my book on 48 secret strategies to live happier, healthier, and wealthier.
0: Excellent, Shan. So, so explain me a little bit with your your story. I think uh, everything began uh, when you probably when you were in high school and you were you were working on your exams. no? the the, the business that you presented uh, on the show, Shark Tank, it was due to your uh, business idea. Can you explain a little bit how everything started?
1: Yeah, exactly. So I never planned to start an education company. What happened while I was in high school was I was studying for the SAT. And the SAT is the college entrance exam for universities in the United States of America. And on my first SAT, I really didn't do that well, I only got about an average score. And After spending hundreds of hours in the library studying for the SAT, I was able to raise my score to a perfect SAT score. And a perfect score on the SAT is pretty rare. It's, um, you know, of the 15 million students who have taken the SAT, only about 3,000 people have gotten a perfect SAT score. And so I was in that rare 0.02% of all students. And it totally changed my life. I was able to get a quarter million dollars in college and university scholarships. I got into some great universities in the United States, such as Ivy League schools. I even got to meet the president of the United States. And so, because my entire life changed, that's when I had the idea that I wanted to help other students improve their lives by improving their SAT scores, helping them get into university, helping them. Get uh, you know scholarships to go to university, and uh, you know because it changed my life, that's where I really got my initial idea for the business.
0: Okay, wow, that's, that's excellent, and especially you know just being uh, one of the just very few lucky people who, who really got a very good results, and that uh, uh, I, I reckon due to very hard work and spending many, many hours in the library as you, as you just said. And when did the idea start? Like, when did the idea uh, come into shape?
1: Yeah, so the idea came to me while I was at university. You know, originally, actually, I didn't want to start a business. What I wanted to do was write a SAT preparation book. You know, I thought that if I could write a book, I could help tens of thousands of other students improve their SAT score um, on the exam. But what happened was I put together a book proposal for literary agents and publishers at different publishing companies to publish my book. And what happened was when I pitched my book proposal out to 100 literary agents and publishers, every single one said no. They rejected me. They said, my book proposal, I didn't have a platform to write a book. They said the SAT preparation market is too competitive. Uh, one even said I wasn't a good writer. And so you know, I got all these 100 rejections for the book. And so I started to think about, well, what should I do with all of this material I had written yeah. for the SAT prep book? So that's when I said, why don't I take all the material I'd written, I had written a few hundred pages, and I'll package it into a course. So I'll start teaching other students in a course, um, you know, the methods I use to improve my SAT score. And so on the first course that I ever taught, I only had about 18 kids in there, and Mm -hmm what happened was I was able to improve their SAT scores almost 400 points. And that's a huge improvement. That's equivalent to taking a student who's in the 50th percentile up to the 90th percentile. And so parents and students really wanted more courses. And so I started training other instructors to teach my material and curriculum. And the really funny thing about the story is, you know, After I was doing the courses for a while, one of the world's largest education publishers, McGraw Hill, came back to me after they had rejected my book proposal the first time and they said, well, now we'll give you a book deal because, you know, now you have these courses and we can see what you're doing. And so I ended up publishing a book after all, but it wasn't until after I started the courses and built my platform through the business.
0: Wow, that's, that's, that's an excellent story, you know, because you, you've been rejected, and I suppose in your book, Self-Made Success, you, t- you talk about that, you've been rejected, but although that, you kept striving, and you believed in yourself, and in your idea, and you kind of found the path to do whatever you you, you, you felt like, uh, in that case, and that kind of brought uh, brought you to the, to, the, to the shark tank, but also at the same time, Uh, you You got your book deal, something that you were after initially.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I think that's one of the lessons to take home to entrepreneurs is, you know, you can be rejected 100 times like I was, and you can still be successful later in your life. Because if you just keep working hard, if you just keep putting in effort, eventually you'll have success. But the problem is too many people give up. When they get those rejections and they don't like it and then they stop working and stop putting in effort and that's the wrong thing to do
0: okay yeah i completely agree with you and uh, it's it's a very great advice to to give uh, not only entrepreneurs but also uh, people who who probably are you know just in our daily life we get knows many times and probably with very small stuff uh but but yeah especially entrepreneurs know who who probably have an idea and they don't uh, fight enough for it to, to make it happen, which is, which is very, very, very important in this case. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. It's not just applicable to entrepreneurs, but anyone who, like, you, you know, for your podcast listeners, anyone who has a growth mindset, you have to have the resiliency to bounce back after rejection and failure if you want to grow and become successful as a person.
0: Excellent. And how, how did the, the idea of, uh, or how did it happen for you to participate in the uh, Shark Tank show?
1: Yeah, so, you know, Shark Tank is a very popular show in America where entrepreneurs go to pitch their businesses to get an investment from these billionaire and millionaire investors. And so I was watching Shark Tank one day and I saw all of these entrepreneurs going on the show To pitch their businesses and it was like a light bulb just hit me and it just came into my mind I have a business it's a small business in my hometown of Las Vegas and I would love to expand the business and grow it and a great way to do that would be to get investment from one of these business guys and I could then grow the company passed just one city and expanded to more cities and expanded online. And I could do all these amazing things if I went on the show. And so I found out that they were doing auditions in New York City. And so I went to go and to the Shark Tank auditions to be on the show in New York. And I stood in line for nine hours with 500 other entrepreneurs to, uh, you know, see if I could give a casting call producer, my pitch to be on the show. And I ended up making it on to the show with that one minute pitch. And it was all really amazing. After that, you know, two months after I auditioned for Shark Tank, I was on the show pitching the sharks. And, you know, it's a it's an amazing TV show in America, because you basically get to pitch your business not only to the the sharks or the investors, but you also get to be on television in front of 10 million people who get to find out about your business. And that generates a lot of revenue because you get basically free marketing in front of 10 million viewers.
0: Wow, that's, that's excellent. And it, it's amazing also, you know, that your strategy, like you kind of knew, or, um, correct me if I'm wrong, that was a, a, at the end of the day was a, a fantastic marketing tool for your business and at the same time a branding tool.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you know, they told us when at the Shark Tank studio that the amount of marketing money that you would have to spend to get 10 minutes, you know, you basically get to be on the show for 15 minutes. It's an hour-long show, but you're on there for about 15 minutes uh, for each pitch. 15 minutes of prime time American television show on ABC, one of the biggest networks here in America. And they said if you were a company that wanted that much 15 minutes of advertising during primetime television in America, it would cost you about $10 million. So it was basically a free $10 million commercial for my business. And that really helped us, uh, you know, generate millions of dollars in business because we got that free commercial basically.
0: Wow, that's, uh, that's excellent. That's such a great way of thinking, uh, you know, at um, return on investment, especially I mean, you you just the only thing you had you had to pay in exchange is just, uh, I suppose, very hard work for preparation for your pitch, because it had to be spot on. And uh, I think that what made you to get to the next step to be on the show. No, uh, I think that's very important the, the way you, you, you come across with your idea and you, how you explain the story telling behind it. Uh, and uh, you know, just knowing that that's something that you, it helped you and you really needed in that case. And as you say, the results were, were fantastic.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I had to spend probably 100 200 hours preparing to go on shark tank you know i was listing out all of the questions that the investors could potentially ask me i was listing out a lot of great stories to tell to the investors because at the end of the day shark tank is a entertainment show and so i want to make it a good episode because you know my business is not that entertaining it's exam preparation it's not the most fun or interesting thing. But if I could bring in my own interesting personal stories and have them prepared, then I could make it an interesting pitch for people to watch. And I think that's why people really enjoyed my episode of the show and uh, why I was able to, to make a deal with Mark Cuban.
0: Wow. That's uh, excellent. Uh, yeah, I've I've listened and read uh, to your story, and, and and probably if we have the time, we will get back to 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 your personal story, and and I think there is a lot to to explain. Also, uh, what I'm uh, super curious about it's um, you know uh, you were we're talking about the impact that it had in terms of marketing um, your business uh, in to, by being part of uh, the short Tank, but. Something that I'm super curious about is that when you started your, uh, at least when you were on the show, you were saying that um, your your business was uh, I don't know if I remember well a four percent percentage of the of the students you got were online and you were the face of the company uh, back then. How did uh, things change since uh, uh, since you kind of closed the deal? You closed the deal with Mark uh, Cuban in terms of your business model.
1: Yeah, so it's been about three years since I've been on the show, and Mark Cuban made a $250,000 investment in exchange for 20% equity in the business. And when I went on the show three years ago, it was really interesting because most of our classes, I would say 80 to 90% of our classes, were in person classes. Meaning we were teaching in classrooms, in physical locations in different cities. But now, ever since I went on the show, that has really changed. Now, 90, 80 to 90% of our classes are, take place online. And that's really amazing for us because we're able to reach so many more students We have students not only in America, but also in other countries, including uh, Spain, Europe, uh, China, India, Australia, everywhere in the world that there's students who want to come to America for college. We have students preparing for the SAT and the ACT using prep expert classes. And so it's helped us reach not only uh, more students in America, but more students internationally and online is really taking off in the education space. You know, e-learning is so huge. In Generation Z, the new students that are coming up are so comfortable learning online because this is what they grew up with, with all this technology. And so we've really become more like an e-learning and education technology company with all of the things that we do Mm -hmm. online now.
0: Wow that's it, it's uh, it's fantastic or or the change of uh, your business has has uh, has gone since then because uh, I think it was one of the the issues that some of the other investors on the show uh, were worried about yeah about the scalability. of um, the brick and mortar model and yourself being the face of the company, which is uh, even myself uh, some years ago, I, I had a, a tutoring company uh, and that was the main, the main problem for me, you know, just uh, that, that we're face to face. And it it's something that it's very difficult to scale. And uh, And I'm happy to hear, you know, that most of uh, your revenue stream comes uh, currently on, on, on this format because definitely it's, it's the the one to get to as many students as as possible, and, and I suppose from in terms of business model and and also investment, initial investment that you have to do in terms of time is is less. Are you working with video format or it's more uh, tutors who do uh, live lessons?
1: Yeah, so we have every single format. We still have some in person classes in cities. We have live online classes. So classes that take place live with instructors that are teaching live at certain times we have self-paced video classes so we have pre-recorded video classes of me teaching in hd video and then we have one-on-one tutoring that takes place live like over a skype type of platform and so every single platform we have available and i would say the live online virtual class is probably the most popular because you get not only the virtual experience but you also get the live tutor teaching
0: wow uh, yes, I've seen, I've seen that. I was checking your your website before. And uh, how does it normally work? Is there a teacher um, online? Is it live? And it's, uh, I suppose it's like a classroom who everyone, I don't know if they can ask questions. How does that format work?
1: Yeah, so we essentially have a virtual classroom where the students can see the teacher. And the students can ask questions, they can raise their hand, they can interact with the instructor just like they would in a traditional in-person classroom. And uh, we also have teaching assistants who can chime in to the chat and help answer students' questions while the instructor is teaching as well. Mm -hmm. And then there's a whiteboard and slides that they can show in the virtual classroom. So it actually mimics a traditional classroom really, really well.
0: Well, wow, that's 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 excellent. As you're saying, I think uh, definitely that's one of in education, uh, like online courses or your learning as you said before, it is the way to to go in in field because it's it's the one you you can achieve the most students. And uh, another thing um, I was um, super curious about is also, I suppose personally, it was very difficult now to mentally prepare for the show because. Wow, it's, it's, it's a very tough a tough show, and uh, the pressure you get while being live, it's uh, I think you've done a great job. Uh, I've seen uh, the video, and it's been fantastic. But anyways, I don't know if I would see myself doing that. And how did you kind of uh, were able to, to face these challenges?
1: Yeah, so the mental preparation for Shark Tank was a lot. As I mentioned, I spent hundreds of hours preparing for my pitch on Shark Tank. However, uh, when I actually got into Shark Tank, I remember all of the anxiety, all of the worry, all of the nervousness went completely away once I started my pitch with the Sharks. It really felt like it was a real business conversation. I mean, I was having no more anxiety and nervousness and I was totally in the moment, in the zone when I was talking to the Sharks. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, and and definitely, it, this is something that uh, did you know the the impact it would have in your life, like a everything that came after. Maybe you had an idea, but uh, I'm sure that you know all the book you've written, um, all the the fact of growing your business, and I don't know. I suppose there were many others um, positive uh, impact that the show had on you, which uh, I cannot uh, grasp the the impact of it, but. Did you, did you know that beforehand or did you imagine?
1: No, I had no idea. I mean, I had some idea that my business would increase after the show because it has so many viewers. And I was really excited about that. But, you know, I had no idea that our business would do 20 times as well. You know, we had $1 million in revenue before Shark Tank. After I aired on the show, we did over twenty million dollars in revenue. So it really twenty xed our business. Um, on top of that, we've helped over fifty thousand students improve their test scores. I've been able to write many books, including my book Self Made Success. I even co-authored a book about entrepreneurship with billionaire Mark Cuban. Um, and having a, a billionaire mentor and advisor has helped me get so many cool opportunities to be in the media and continue to, um, building my brand as an entrepreneur. And it's just had not only a great impact on my business, but also a great impact on my life.
0: Wow. Well, it's um, definitely the, the the story. It's, it's, it's fantastic. And it's something that sometimes we're not aware of. Of the stuff we're doing where probably we do we do have some idea of if we take the next step this will happen but sometimes those challenges or just uh, the effort of, of of making those steps uh, has great rewards no as it's in this case uh, uh your 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 experience in the short time
1: yeah absolutely i think that's a theme throughout my life which is You know, I've gone through my life so many times where I put in a lot of effort and work really hard at something, Mm -hmm. and I don't realize that it's going to have so many positive benefits later. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, you know, I don't think I would have ever made it on Shark Tank if I didn't work so hard on publishing a book. Because Mm -hmm. when I auditioned for the show, you know, the casting call producer he was not impressed with my pitch until he saw that I was a published author and I gave him my book. You know, that was what was really impressive to him. And so if I wasn't a published author and I didn't have a book, I don't think I would have been on Shark Tank. So, you know, the big lesson is for entrepreneurs, for people in the growth mindset is to always just work really, really hard and put in your best effort on everything you do because there are so many positive outcomes and so many positive benefits that will come later that you don't even realize or you can't even imagine.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree with you. And uh, I'm just wondering, where did you get this strife or this type of, you know, mindset of keep going, doing your best? And uh, as you were saying about the the strong work ethic that you have and something that you said on the show, which I really like, that um, you are uh, you are the American dream of your parents and something I found very dearing at the same time, you know, because you're, I don't know if it's something you've got from your parents, if it's your uh, personal story, your family story, where do you think we you get all that strength and, and energy to, to keep moving forward and uh, we'll get back to, um, all the things you're doing and uh, all the things, although this, I don't know, you, the, you got some some uh, personal stardom with your with, by being aired on Shark Tank. But even though that, you're still working super hard to, to be, become a doctor.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to my number one secret to success. And, you know, that is self-control. Yeah. So, you know, I think it all goes back to my number one secret to success, and that is self-control. You know, there was a famous research study done at Stanford years ago in the seventies where they put five-year-old children in a room with a marshmallow. And so they would put the five-year-old child in the room with one marshmallow and they told the child, you can either eat this marshmallow right now, Or if you can wait 15 minutes and stay in this room and not eat the marshmallow for 15 minutes, we'll give you two marshmallows. And what the scientists, researchers were doing was they were testing to see how many five-year-old kids could stay in a room with a marshmallow and delay their gratification and wait to not eat that marshmallow. And what they found was after doing the experiment on about 600 different kids, about one-third 33% of the kids had enough self-control to not eat the marshmallow right away, and they waited for the second marshmallow. And then what they did is they followed those kids 20, 30 years later, and they found that the kids that had enough self-control to not eat the marshmallow immediately were more successful in every part of their life. They were making more money. They were more healthy. They had less drug and alcohol problems. They were more popular with their uh, social peers and they were doing better academically. And so it really is a great proof that having self-control to not get distracted and to really focus is the secret to success. And I really try to tell people that it's more important than ever today because in today's environment, There are so many distractions when you think about uh, social media and Facebook and Netflix and all of these things that are built to distract us and take away our self-control. And if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, a successful student, a successful person, you have to practice Mm -hmm. self-control.
0: That's uh, I, I I completely agree with that, and it's it's fantastic. that something that you've been able to kind of, you know, look at uh, at your uh, trajectory uh, as a as a person and uh, as an entrepreneur, and, and realize that's the, something that uh, definitely helps and uh, kind of probably helps us to focus and uh, put the energy we want into something that we we really want to do or something we. We're, we're fighting, we're struggling for, and, and, and definitely kind of remove all the distractions. And uh, I think uh, Nir Eyal has, uh, has a very good uh, talk uh, about that. And also he talks about how kind of we can remove distraction because that's definitely the hindrance or hindrance that we're living at the moment uh, to, um, between us, and the objective we want to attain it's all this uh, this uh, stuff that get in the way and we are unable to see that they are blockers and we are unable to see that we can remove them and i think self-control goes also to to the uh, it's very closely related to what you you were explaining
1: yeah i mean it's so so true that the most successful people often are the most productive because you know, they don't get too distracted from all of the internet, the YouTube, the Netflix, the Facebook, Instagram, and all of that. And they really, really just focus on their work and becoming productive.
0: I think that's what you've done, no? Because, I mean, it's so complicated. I can imagine like uh, trying to start a business or growing your business at that point getting your MBA from A and at the same time uh, trying to become a doctor It's I I can not imagine the energy and and juggling all these uh, three aspects uh, and doing it successfully I think to be honest I think it's it's impossible but uh, I'm glad to see people like you who are able to do it and and make, make this, uh, at least me humbly make me think you can do it too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, it's not easy and I definitely have worked many weeks, 80 hours or a hundred hours and really had to put in a lot of effort sometimes, especially when there's key things that I want to do, like launch a book or launch a new course, et cetera. I've had to put in a lot of effort and work for many weeks, but At the same time, I will say that I do want to serve as an inspiration to people out there who want to start a business, who want to write a book, who want to do something on top of their full time day job and tell them that it is possible. You know, a lot of what I do, I do on my nights and weekends and in my free time that a lot of people are are wasting and spending um, doing, uh, you know, watching Netflix or doing other things. Like, you know, it's, for example, it's 9 p.m. at night right now where I'm at and I've, well, I went to work today at dermatology clinic until 5 p.m. and I've been doing podcasts ever since I got home and I'm you know I just keep working 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 and I know that I'll get positive results if I just work hard and put in a lot of effort.
0: I definitely the self-control that you have of yourself and it's outstanding to me you know because I bet so many things you have to kind of, you know, quit or, uh, all the time, you know, you are not spending, I don't know, with your friends or, uh, or I don't know, other things that we, we like, we like to do in our free time and you're, you're not doing that. You're doing productive stuff. And, and I think that's, that's definitely a super, a super skill to have or something to work on for everyone listening and, and even myself. And, um, and I was wondering, related to, to this, uh, the same topic, what is your own personal uh, recipe to success? I mean, because um, you've done so, probably your, your, I don't know, your idea of success has kind of changed after achieving uh, every milestone probably you've set for yourself. And um, how, how, how do you kind of define now your success in your own personal terms?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I think I used to, when I was younger and I was just starting my business, I used to think of success as making money and doing well. And now that, you know, I've come a long way and we've, you know, made a good money to live off of and we've helped a lot of people, I think that's how uh, I define success is the number of people that you're able to help. So, for example, at Prep Expert, my favorite thing in the world about the business is getting those emails, phone calls, and text messages from parents, from students saying, you know, we helped their student improve their test score. We helped them get into university. We helped them win scholarship money. And, you know, improving their lives and helping them is what really makes uh, what I define as success. And so uh, my goal is to, uh, over the course of my lifetime, help uh, millions of people improve their lives, whether it's through education or healthcare. All I want to do is become successful by helping others improve their lives.
0: That's uh, such a, uh, an outstanding definition of success to have, and something that's definitely a way of, of paying back because I do think that sometimes, and people not just only like you, but people who kind of make it far or not even like far to, to be a, a star or, or become a billionaire, but make it, you know, a, having the ability to be able to help uh, other people who probably are, are not, haven't had the same luck or haven't had the same opportunities or uh, I don't know, a, any other blockages that they may have in, in their life. And I think that's something outstanding to have as, a, as an idea of success or uh, as a, something to achieve on our daily basis.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I couldn't agree more.
0: Okay. But what, mm-hmm. do, you, what do you think about um, the education, probably not not just for entrepreneurs, but in general, now as you are in the education field, uh, mm-hmm. there are many uh, thought leaders who think that you don't need a degree. Do you think that the recipe for success or is the one you, you, you've, uh, you've attained so far and something you're saying on the show, it's due to your uh, outstanding, uh, perfect exams, uh, test results. What do you think? Do you think that's changing? Because there are some people who are choosing other paths. Uh, I don't know. How is that working in the United States at the moment? Is that people still follow the, the normal path of going to university, trying to enter an Ivy League uh, university just as you did? Uh, or is there some other people who are, I don't know, following other paths?
1: Yeah, so I would say that many people are starting to think that a college education is no longer important. But for me, I think that college is still very important because it helps you get a job and stay, you know, it's very hard to get a really good job in America unless you have a college degree and a a good paying job. And so for me, what I tell people, the problem is not college the problem is paying for college. In America, college has become and university has become very expensive. And that has caused a lot of student debt. Uh, You know, in America, there's $1.5 trillion in student debt. And so the problem to solve is how to reduce student debt and make university more affordable for students because they you shouldn't be having to go into a lot of debt In order to go to university. And so one of the things that I really focus on with prep expert is helping students after they get their good SAT or ACT scores to get into university is then using those scores to then apply for different scholarships to reduce the cost Mm -hmm. of tuition and go to university for cheaper.
0: The, in the United States for a year at university and uh yes definitely university is super expensive I got a scholarship myself and mm-hmm. the college was as expensive as 40k a year and it's uh, yeah it's it's crazy how here in Europe most of the education it's 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 paid by the government and mm-hmm. the rest of it and we get like a thousand euros per year in the public school system
1: mm, yeah I, so I think that's the bigger problem to solve here in
0: America. Yeah, I'm glad to see that uh, you kind of, you're helping through your uh, prep expert to kind of at least kind of um, reduce the depth that some uh, some students may, may have to get into. Yes or yes, because uh, it seems that at the moment it, it's, it's the only way out. And um, I don't know, in order to kind of finish, what advice would you give entrepreneurs who are trying to grow your business? Uh, I suppose it's something that uh, generally you can, you can give some, some general advice and after your experience of uh, being on Shark Tank, working closely to, with the investor, um, billionaire um, Mark Cuban, uh, what one tip that you were to give uh, entrepreneurs, what would that be?
1: If I had to give one tip to entrepreneurs, I think it would be similar to Shark Tank. Try to generate free marketing and free exposure by doing uh, media and doing public relations. You know, Getting exposure through media outlets is a great way to build your brand and build your business and get customers without having to spend any money on marketing or sales. Uh, But you have to know how to pitch the media in the right way. You know, many media reporters, they don't really care about your business, but they do care about a good story to tell their audience. And so you have to be able to pitch that story to the reporter, to the media outlet, to the podcast you're doing, et cetera, and really tell that story, not necessarily in focus so much about, hey, can you promote my business, but rather, hey, can you promote my story Ensure sure, I have this business too, but really focus on that story to share with the media. And if you do that, you'll get millions of dollars in free marketing through media outlets in PR, public relations exposure.
0: And it's I think it's all what we need in terms of, as you say, business, and also a personal branding. And, and sometimes myself as a, as a podcaster and as a woman, I, I struggle to do that in a, in a, in the best ways, but uh, you know I, I'm I'm learning, and uh, I'm sure that the people who are listening uh, too, and it's fantastic to have people to uh, to follow like you and uh, and learn from them. And uh, I'm so grateful for you to be here today with with, with me, Sean. I really appreciate it uh, your time and uh, and dedication and and uh, you know uh, sharing your know-how and your experience uh, with uh, with us. And uh, yes, I wish you um, the best of luck in your uh, future and present endeavors as uh, uh, the clear hat. And um, thank you so much again.
1: Yeah, thanks, Christina. It's been a lot of fun uh, speaking with you. And thanks for inviting me on the podcast. I hope listeners get a lot out of it. And uh, for listeners that are interested, definitely also check out my book, Self-Made Success. They can find it on Amazon. It has 48 secret strategies to live happier, healthier, and wealthier. Again, my book name is Self-Made Success.
0: Thank you so much, Shan. Uh, I'll definitely check it out because the the name itself self made it's very impactful. And I have read the story about it, which is uh, that uh, you are going to call it Superhuman. And uh, Mark Cuban told you maybe you should you should think about another name. And I think I don't know if this the uh, the book uh, title. Your uh, it was mentioned in some article I read, but uh, it's an outstanding uh, name. And I think. Uh, everyone listening, and even myself and and yourself too. Uh, I think um, entrepreneurs uh, are self-made because they have to work on a constant basis basis to work and and, and build that, their their businesses.
1: Yes, exactly. So it's really a great tool, and it can really help not only entrepreneurs but anyone who's looking to get into that growth mindset.
0: Okay, that's excellent. Thank you so much, Shan and and uh, enjoy the rest of your day.
1: Thank you so much, Christina. appreciate it.